0: what's up what's up what is up you know what it is it's the ball hawk sports talk with your boy b brown esq A.K. Ballhawk, A.K. a.k.a. the mouth of the south A.K. mr excessive celebration a.k.a. breezy i am coming to you from the super bowl pop one or super bowl so uh disregard the background because this is an exciting day while yes we are changing the time it's not a morning slot it's an afternoon slot it's still an exciting day the morning slot, to me, need to be protected and reserved. The morning was all about Marcus Freeman and all about the news, the announcement of the day that, that Notre Dame has found its next head coach. The 30th head coach has been announced. His name is Marcus Freeman. He is a black man, 20, oh, excuse me, 35 years old, uh, and the defense coordinator, and, and we're going to get into that. Uh, so that was the morning. But this afternoon is about the ball Hawks sports talk. This week in the coaching carousel that has become college football has us in the ball hog sports talk world discussing and describing to to, to our listeners, our audience, what this whole college landscape is about. Today's episode is entitled, A Coach, A Roach, and A Brand New Approach. And I promise you we're not going to agree. I promise you we're going to disagree a lot. I promise you it's going to be some provocative comments made by uh, maybe yours truly, maybe somebody else. Uh, This week, we're not going to have ETP. Elster producer is out making a whole bunch of big, big moves. And he wanted us to have space to really discuss this Notre Dame saga, really discuss this college football landscape with the college football playoffs and the impact of what's going to happen this week. You think that would be the focus, but all of the coaching moves this week has our focus squarely on a coach a roach and a brand new approach so no further ado let's go ahead and get started it's the ball hog sports talk uh fasten your seatbelt it's gonna be a good one let's go wake up wake up wake up and stay woke because this is the ball hog sports talk with your boy b brown esq Q-Q. aka the ball hog aka the mouth of the south This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go. Go, go, go. What's up, what's up, what's up, my man? What's good, America? What's Big good, America? What's... Let's hey, go, It's just man. the two of us this week, man. Uh, hey. ETP moved aside and gave us space to have what is going to be. We've been arguing that all That means week.
1: I can talk more without you cutting me off all the time.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. There, there's no producer between us. We're going to take off the gloves. We about to go in. We've been arguing all week, so now we're going to bring it to the show. Uh, I have my hat on because I felt like it was just right to put on my hat. I had to wear my tie because today is all about the 30th head coach of the University of Notre Dame, where we had the pleasure of playing a long, long time ago when we had leather helmets and all that good stuff. Uh, there is a young 35-year-old black man who will be leading the Irish through the tunnel for both the, uh, hopefully, I don't know what the bowl will be, but then into next season. We, we started a new era. It's the Marcus Freeman era. So, so I wore the hat, I wore the tie, but now I got to take the hat off. It's time to go in.
1: I, talk, I put we, my La Green on. I put my La Green. That's all I can Put the Green find. on. It represents, Green, you
0: know. You know, y'all got to excuse this this the It's Green mixed with Brown because we got a blackhead coach. You got a blackhead coach, baby. Notre mm-hmm. Dame, uh, shout out to Notre Dame. Uh, shout out to Marcus Freeman and his young family, 35 years old with six kids, man. Uh, he was busy <sighs> in 35 years. Uh, um, but what? For, for the green room. All right. 30, 35, though, man. What were you doing at 35? You was not coaching. Uh, a program like Notre Dame, right? You said 35, we were still now. figuring it out. Hold
1: on. I was coaching the Naperville Patriots, baby. We were doing championships. It wasn't quite a um, little different stage, but you know what I'm saying? Different. We was hey, it was real she to was me. Coaching. I probably was wasn't even coaching at quality though. Probably, <laughs> I probably didn't start that till I was 37. That's when I started my youth football coaching career, at 37. So 37. Freeman, I, I'm you you got it. I'll give it to you.
0: Okay. Look, man, the fans were behind him. the, the former players behind him. Uh, other coaching around uh, coaches around the country behind but most importantly, his players. The players were, I think, the most vocal in wanting Marcus Freeman as their coach. And so I ask you, you know, because I saw the, the, the thing that was uh, tweeted out today, and, and this is how you know it, it. This has been a real interesting week, man, because Jack Swarbrick never even had a Twitter account. I didn't realize that. He started Twitter basically this morning just to announce that they had their coach. Uh, and so today's episode: a coach, a roach, and a brand new approach. Drax uh, Warwick wanted everybody. We found our coach. The player celebration was tweeted this morning. The players uh, were were made known, were made aware that they're coach by the strength coach. That their new coach is going to be Marcus Freeman by the strength coach. To see their reaction, real time jubilation gave me goosebumps. It lets you know that it's the right coach, the right choice. That was going to be my next question. Was it the right coach? And this is where uh, we ask you every week. Humbly, please like, please comment, please share. Tag a friend, tag a fo- tag anybody that you know. Make sure that they understand that the Ballhawk Sports Talk, where sports, business, and entertainment collide. We do a rough, rugged, and raw. So let's hop in. We're going to ask everybody that is in the live audience, please comment. Like this is, this, Let's go in, man. Did they hire the right coach? Now that we know that Marcus Freeman, it's official as of today. Today is a paladrome. 12 3 you know, a palindrome yeah, 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 You like that, huh? Uh, on this day, 12 3, Marcus Freeman became the second black head coach of the University of Notre Dame football program. Did they hire the right person? Let's go. Yes. And so here's why I say yes.
1: He's been there for a while, for a year. He's got an opportunity for a season. The coach, the kids have been playing there, and every kid, just about except the freshmen, have seen multiple coaches, seen them come and go. They all had his back, right? I haven't heard anybody who's who's come in contact with Marcus Freeman that does not speak very highly of him. Um, and I think if if it's kind of the if you don't think he's the right coach, but you thought he was the right defensive coordinator, you got to think of the alternative when you say yes. So I say yes because. If he if we don't hire Marcus Freeman, he's gone, right? So now we're out of a. Now we're we're re, we're trying to rebuild. We're trying is to that rebuild. why you
0: hire somebody? Because no. like, that's like saying if, if you don't if you don't marry this young lady, then she's gonna leave you. That ain't a reason to give you the rest of your life and devote. It is if she got that you think but, it's um, in health, do better or worse sickness and was what it whatever
1: poor and rich. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that it's the reason to hire him. But when you start thinking about the totality of the situation, is we have offense. – we've had a great season, 11-1. Right. Some Y'all got to disregard the, the kids in the background. I'm dying. You're out here doing things. That's okay. Donald, they, they don't put you in a headlock. That's unacceptable. They put you in a headlock. I got to I gotta call timeout. But we have a defensive coordinator that we're happy with. Would you agree with that? Yes. You hear me? Yep. We have Perfect. an offensive coordinator that we were happy with. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. So, you hire Marcus Freeman – nothing changes from what it did last week. We're the same team. We just missed the head coach that arguably people wish that he gave up more control and was just the general manager. Right. So if we're happy with this 11-1 season that we had, we're happy with everything but one game that we had last year where we didn't have Freeman as D coordinator. Right. And you don't want that to change as opposed to getting a brand-new offensive coordinator, brand-new defensive coordinator. I'm not going to say it's a lesser two evils because that would be a complete disservice to him. Right. I'm going along the lines of there's a lot less risk in making Freeman the head coach than there is trying to see if, if I think everyone, the consensus is that fickle was going to be the the big target, right? So if we could get fickle, if we could get Campbell, potentially, is that the other group I'm glad they ain't going to go after Fitzgerald because we got things to do. Right. So he's going to stay with us over here. But if we were to get those two, you don't really know what comes with it. We beat, I mean, we beat Iowa State last time we played them, right? We didn't, we didn't right. beat Cincinnati, but I don't know if, if you know, he hasn't proven to be able to recruit people to a Notre Dame. He pre- recruited to a Cincinnati. Some will say harder, some will say easier. I'm going to say I don't know those kids, so I'm not going to try to say that they're not academically uh, as talented. But I'm just going to say that maybe they're not, but maybe they are. Who knows? We don't we, soon, you know. It, it has to be said. So we got to test drive this coach before we hired him as a coach, and. Right. He's been getting better and better, you know. In, in the beginning of the season, the like, jury was still kind of out. But as these people understand, we're holding people to, to very few points. So, I think over we over the have last to, like, several weeks,
0: down. he's been lights out. The defense has been second and none. They had uh, three weeks of, of, of scoreless performances to shutouts, uh-huh. and then you know up until about you know, the third quarter, at Stanford they were they were shutout. So they, we've had defensive performances that have been off the charts. Off but the at chart. the end of the day, right, Notre Dame. And I, and I I agree that they hired the right coach. I think they hired the right coach. I think you had to do it. I, I thought that they were going to hire somebody a little bit more off the beaten path. Uh, I thought they were going to hold on and and for a little while. But the landscape of college football has changed such that you couldn't do it, right? And so Jack Swarbrick, in his press conference, we're going to get to other press conferences here very soon because there's a Brian Kelly press conference that I got Brian to talk about.
1: Brian Kelly from the South. Brian, Brian Kelly, Kelly from the South.
0: Brian Kelly from Louisiana. You
1: know, it's Ken Focus from, from Louisiana boom. by way of Boston, Massachusetts. He from the, the <laughs> Um,
0: But in that press conference, and Jack Swarbrick basically said that each coaching search is different. You have to evaluate the circumstances at that moment. And the search has to be gauged on what's going on at the moment. And then you look at where we've been over the last several years, give credit to Brian Kelly and staff, but most importantly to the kids, the young men that played, that strapped up and went out there and risked life and limb in order to get the record that they had. Uh, Public Shameless plug for the young men, uh, because all week I've heard people describe the success as Brian Kelly's success. So uh, I, I give a shameless plug for the young men. Uh, But when I heard him say that, I started to think maybe Marcus Freeman has a shot. I'm happy to see that he got the opportunity. I do think that they hired the right person. So Notre Dame, fighting Irish, we got ourselves a coach. I'll be remiss if I didn't at least bring this up. Because I see a lot of people in the uh, chat. Some of our audience people that I have gone back and forth with over the years. People in my neighborhood, people, family members, folks that look like me. Black folk have held Notre Dame under fire for a long time based on what they did or did not do for Tyrone Willingham. Does this absolve Notre Dame from that? And and, will people let it go? Because, look, Notre Dame, while I was proud that they hired Tyrone Willingham, during a time when black coaches weren't getting an opportunity, they hired Tyrone Willingham. Tyrone Hill, Willingham got fired abruptly, cut his contract short. First coach ever at Notre Dame for that to happen. The black community, rightly so, myself included. Black community, when I say black community, that does not mean exclusively non-Notre Dame folk. There were a bunch of Notre Dame folk, black folk, that were upset, up in arms. I was, I happened to be in law school at the time. And I remember that the black community on campus. Uh, was very vocal. I was very proud of those young people saying that, look, we're going to wear a black eye for this because we should. Does this hire sort of wipe that away before we get into Because we, we're talking about a coach. we about to get into a rope soon. Does this absolve Notre Dame from the guilty sin of doing what they had never done before, prematurely firing a coach mid-contract, and that coach happens to have been the first black coach they ever hired? I'm going to say this. And and I, I I do
1: not pull any punches. I don't sugarcoat anything for Notre Dame. I hold them to the fire. I criticize them anytime they need criticism. I think that the that the the, the Willingham situation they got uh, they got it wrong, but they had the intentions that they had was 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 a temptation that was very difficult to pass up. They didn't fire Tyron Willingham because of firing Willingham. They fired him because they thought they could get Urban Meyer when he was the hottest coach out. And they couldn't hire Urban Meyer without firing Willingham. Now, the arrogance of Notre Dame came through because they thought, I'm going to get rid of him. I'm going to bring in Urban Meyer because Urban Meyer had the, the Lou Holtz calls in his contract that said, I can right. leave here without any payment for Notre Dame. And we went in there arrogantly and tried to offer him a book of coops and a six-pack of beer, and he went to Florida. Two packs of,
0: of uh, sugar, um, gum, sugar and gum and a pack of Twizzlers.
1: <laughs> you know, a fun right. dip. year supply of fun dip. And Bob Davey came in and hated and said, don't go here. Go to Florida. You can win there quicker. And he left. So we had egg on our face. But I don't think it had anything to do with Willingham. I think it had everything to do with the fact that we had the hottest coach, which, let's be honest, Meyer is one of the best college coaches that we've ever seen, if you think about it. He's had success everywhere he's gone. Um, He's been undefeated everywhere he's gone in in, in at least a season. He's won multiple national championships. So you have to give him credit to be in – Something now he liked to tickle them little girls in the booty a little too much. He needed he needed to relax with that type of stuff. That's and my that coach. Made him, Don't talk about my coach, well, man. That's my quarterback. So they they had to disqualify him from, from, from trying to get him from Jacksonville. But I think that was the situation. So I think Ty, I think Notre Dame took a little too much heat for that Tyron Willingham thing. He just happened to be that coach. I think they would have fired right. Charlie Weiss the same way. Um, but I'm gonna say that it, it does absolve them from their. I mean, you got to move forward, right? It's been a very, very long time since Willingham was the coach. Um, multiple, at least two uh, ADs later, right?
0: At least two ADs later. Uh, um, two ADs later from Tyrone? Yeah. No, 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 no. Schwarbrück been there all the time? Wasn't that the other Schwarberg dude that got there? when that happened. Yeah. No, no, no. no I, I don't remember. That's a great question. I, yeah, Schwarbrück was there. I was a part sure. of a transition. Kevin White was there when I was in law school. So I think Kevin White was the one Kevin who White. had him. It and might have been under Kevin White's tenure. That's a great question.
1: I don't remember. I digress. Google it, uh Parnell. But anyway, so at the end of the day, we got to move forward because the move that Notre Dame did to get to to hire Freeman is very unprecedented at a major college like that. It is. I can't think of another school, and you can't either, where a black assistant coach. And you know, we're, I say we're in the we're the, the we're on the we call it? the the Mount Rushmore of college football programs. We're in the
0: top. We're five gonna schools. get into that. I, I don't know. Who I don't know because, I mean, look, my man Dan Arlowski, who that was a name drop. I happen to know, but he does a good job on ESPN. I sent him a text good when job. he and Marcus Spears got into this argument about Notre Dame versus LSU as a job. So we're going to talk about that. I think it's a Mount Rushmore, but we got to ask the audience. We got to have that analysis. But You know, if hey hey if the audience
1: doesn't think that, that, that Notre Dame is a Mount Rushmore football program, we probably need to get a better audience because there's no question. We are a Mount Rushmore program. Anyone who hates Notre Dame still agrees. We're a Mount Rushmore program. So maybe Mount Rushmore is going to be more than the amount of heads that you want to say, you know what I mean? But we we are we are the, you know, cream of the crop program, name, whatever. Name another one that has had an assistant black coach that got promoted. If if they would have gave the job to Tommy Reese, the whole country would be screaming what? White privilege, right? Never give a brother a chance like that. Never do something like that. Dude has only been a coordinator for a couple of years at a major – this is his first power five school that he's been a coordinator at. And he got the job after one year. Got to give Notre Dame. We got to do that. We're going to, we're going to hate on him for Willingham. show me
0: another school. I, I agree me. with you. We have now agreed twice. So we got to get into something that we don't we agree. On about. I, about. I did. I, I did see a lot of my friends who, who, who are, uh, and I'm eventually going to have to go tell these kids to stop running up. this. I ball can't, we can't hallway. hear it. We can't hear it. You cannot hear them. No. All right, great. Um, but I saw some of my friends, man. Uh, people who I, I i think are near and dear to my heart, people from uh family, friends, a lot from Fort Lauderdale, but not really want to give Notre Dame credit. The same people that, that gave Notre Dame heat, mm-hmm. rightfully so, for firing Tyrone Willingham's like, ah, yeah, not a big deal. They hire Marcus Freeman at 35 years old with no head coach experience, and he has a program that potentially. Could be in the college football playoffs, not next year, but this season. He's handed the keys to the kingdom. Two days. On Sunday. Two two days. He could be (laughs) coaching a college. He could have a national championship within, you know, arguably if he makes the playoffs, we could debate that. He got to be in it to win it. Could have a national championship within the first two months of becoming a head coach. Now, I, I I'm all for holding Notre Dame accountable for the Tyrone Willingham saga. The truth of the matter is, people with deep pockets, very people that are in very powerful positions, I think made that decision. And the influence in which they had, I think, was 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 unfortunately um it revealed itself in an ugly way. So but I think they should get credit. So so th- that's a coach. Marcus Freeman, shout out to you, man! I think he's a good brother. I can't wait to see what he's able to do, not only with 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 the bowl game. Hopefully, it is a, a playoff game, uh, but but going there for it. Now we got to get to get into this debate of a roach, because there are some that argue that Brian Kelly's exit, the fact that it happened prior to. Not only prior to the selection Sunday, but prior to the Tuesday of the penultimate, penultimate, call penultimate. Yes, I only graduated
1: Notre Dame. I never went to graduate school.
0: But if he could have waited two days, and at least in the penultimate selection, use it in a
1: sentence other than what you just did. I need help.
0: Second to last, how about that? You could.
1: I just have a few more words. You really feel you. I'll unfriend you on Facebook for, for doing stuff like that. Right. Using a word like that was second to last. Was what Second you to last
0: works just as bad. Ah, way better. Second, <laughs> second to last. To last. So, so in the second to last, he could have waited two days and it would have not had any impact on the second to last college football playoff ranking. But yet he did it when he did it. There are people that have called that move. Not only that move, but Lincoln Riley, when he decided to leave, when you got an OU program that prior to the Oklahoma State loss, was also in the running for a college football player seat. You got, you, you got, the, and now they're moving to the SEC. You you got people saying that Brian Kelly's exit, the way he did it, makes him a roach. Lincoln Raleigh's, people don't question as much the way he did it, but the decision itself makes him a roach. They're running from, in Lincoln Raleigh's case, they say he's running from the SEC. In Brian Kelly's case, they said that he ran away from his own players he ran away from the responsibility and the obligation to win at a big program like notre dame and now people have sort of turned a blind eye to his lack of competitiveness the last three coaches that have coached lsu have won a national championship so i understand why it's a a position that he would want to go and take but to be in the running the last several years it seems interesting that he would then, in his first press conference, say he wanted to coach the best talent. He wanted to have the best resources. He has to say that. We can't get over that. Get let's over get that. over it, but let's talk about it. I, I, I can't say it. let's just not talk this. about it. I'm, I'm glad you brought the up the
1: comparison between Lincoln Riley and between Brian Kelly. Well, let's go one
0: Let's go one at a time. Let's go Brian Kelly then. I want to do, Was I it, do it as a movie? comparison.
1: If, if you bear with me, I want to do it as a comparison. Oh, got it. Got it. Lincoln Riley left after a loss right after he ain't make it i'm about start to wonder were you distracted obviously they didn't offer him the, the contract on saturday night so were you distracted were you thinking about other things doing whatever he left now it's it seems like that the program is in shambles right they've had decommitments they've had a bunch of people now that are going the number five star running back this morning switched from usc or from ou to usc um there's a, a quarterback uh a 23 quarterback that's the number one quarterback in the nation. He decommitted already. So they've already had five decommitments since I've been paying attention. So right. no, six now with this running back. I don't know how many went to, to USC. I feel like he strangled them and he left them high and dry scrambling. And OU doesn't know what to do. I think people say Brian Kelly left the wrong way. I argue that he could not have left a better way. Than he did. And here's my Why idea. is that? We did, he gave us five 10 one seasons in a row.
0: That's it got nothing to do with how he left. Oh, you're you're know. conflating so two yeah. things. So that's what, left, so we're not letting people finish. What we're
1: doing. That's what we're doing. So when the when, when we start off, so I should I should judge your show by your opening remarks. That's what we do, or All do right, I let go you, you finish? No, I'll okay. let you finish. But so we have five 10 one seasons in a row, right? Yep. Two of the last three years we've gone to the uh to the playoffs, right. right. Yeah. This year we're 11 and one. Right. Number three recruiting class in the nation coming in. Right. Brings in his
0: replacement the year before. He doesn't know that's his replacement, but yeah, he actually is.
1: He actually entered. He actually introduced him as the next head coach in the name a couple months ago. But anyway, he doesn't hire the coaches. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to give you something else that he did. I think was even sweeter. So he leaves. We don't have a game going. We don't have nothing going on right now. The game is over. We win the game. He leaves us prime 11 and one. We need the same help now that we needed before he quit to get into the playoff situation or to get into a new year six game. Right. Yeah. So great situation. Boom. He leaves. When he leaves and I'm going to argue this, you, you might not give him the credit. I don't believe he really tried he goes to the media and says, I'm going to make him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the nation. Yep. I'm going to give uh Tommy Reese four hundred thousand dollars more than he makes now to come over to, L- to LSU. I think that was all bullshit. I believe he was trying to take care of them because now we had to say because I and I'm going to and this is what I'm going to say where my brain was at. When I first heard of this leaving and I thought about Marcus Freeman, my first thoughts were. I don't know if he's ready to be a head coach just yet. First job, Notre Dame. I don't know. Maybe we need to get fickle, maybe whatever. Yep. As soon as I heard in the paper that they're going to make him the highest D coordinator ever to leave, I said, damn, this dude is going to be out of here if we don't make him the head coach. Right. And now we butt naked. Now we lost this whole number three recruiting class, which we know one class can change the projection of, of, of a program forever. Mm-hmm. We lose at least – Seven, eight of them, nine of them, if we're in a flux, right? Right, we got to wait until a bowl game that we get embarrassed in or make the playoffs, god forbid, and and, and get embarrassed because coach is going to be gone, Reese's going to leave, everybody's going to go leave. He put an anxiety in me as a guy who's just you know, I don't have nothing to lose other than being a fan, and that anxiety. If you listen to Schwarbuck's interview. There's nothing about that that made you think he was going to hire Marcus Freeman. When he, when he did that interview at press conference the other day, he was talking about it. He didn't want to sure. do no interim coach. He said if he did to do an interim coach, that, that person wouldn't be considered for the head coach job. They're not going to take their time. They're going to do this. Nothing about that made you think he was going to do Marcus Freeman. That, that same day, correct me if I'm wrong, that same day we heard the report that Marcus Freeman is going to be the head coach or he's going to be the highest paid D coordinator at LSU. He's trying to get him. Boom. We turned around and we got him. So I argue that the way that he left saved Notre Dame from itself because I personally believe that if we had time, we would have tried to go after Fickle. We would have tried to go after Campbell. We wouldn't have wanted to pay them. I know they didn't pay Marcus Freeman $9 million a year, and that's what Fickle and, and, and Campbell are going to want when they go to their next big job. If one of them gets mm-hmm. this Oklahoma job, whatever, they're going to want that big dollar amount that's coming out. Everybody else getting my man in Michigan State won seven, eight games, and he got – Nine five point five million dollars a year on his first Melchor. 10 win yep. season ever yep. before he even got his 10th win. This cat right. got his money, so that's what these dudes are gonna want their money. So, Notre Dame would have messed it up, and we would have ended up with some goofy ass coach that nobody wanted. Everybody be gone, and we'd be sitting there butt naked without the recruits, without doing whatever. So, I will argue you heard it here first. The way that he left, hey, when you leave comments, you can't leave like 17 sentences. I can't read the whole thing. Go ahead, all right, you good?
0: You're okay,
1: good. uh. I believe he deserves a statue for how he left. I believe he hooked us up that much. And it's such a great set. And if we mess around and win a chip or a major bowl game after he left with all his pieces that he put together and set us up in the future, how many coaches leave a program in great shape when they leave? Usually you get fired or you leave them high and dry. He left us in great shape. We couldn't be in better shape than when we are in right now. Everybody who made a decision last game is still here. I, I, I give him a trophy. So are you are a, you
0: done? I'm done. I waited for now. You're giving a, a a coach a lot of credit. I am. A lot so in, in BK we trust. Here's my issue with it. Maybe those coaches didn't leave because they didn't want to be with him. Because not only was the two coordinators but Mike Elson also decided to he was with him for 12 years. Maybe we didn't have any decommits because people choose Notre Dame for reasons different and beyond Jeff's football. Maybe he did it just as it looked like a slimy roach in the night. The fact that that man was there for all of seven minutes, speaking to his kids, speaking to the young eight men, minutes. That, eight minutes, eight minutes, all right, cool. Eight minutes and never made eye contact with them before he walked out of that building tells me, maybe he's not a roach, but he got some roach tendencies.
1: He got more than two feet.
0: He He (laughs) he walk on his belly at night. Okay. And and you've heard the rumors of him being less than genuine, him being a politician and him willing to sell his soul for for anything and everything uh, that is going to benefit Brian Kelly. I wasn't going to say one way or another. I know a lot of players. I've spoken to a lot of players because we all have our opinions about coaches. And when it comes to the subjective feelings that a player has, if you're not there every day, you don't know the real story. There's his side, her side, and the truth, or whatever. It's whatever it is. There's some, the truth is somewhere in between. So I don't evaluate it based on those comments. But when you see uh, that the, none of those coaches decide to go with him, it might have just been because, nah, we're not rocking with you, BK. There are some real roach tendencies to how he did. Because he could have made that announcement 48 hours later. And it would have benefited the kids that he brought in, recruited. He went into their living room and told their parents that he was gonna be a father figure to them. It could have benefited them to wait 48 hours. The only person that had benefited to take that check right then and there was Brian Kelly, his family. It didn't benefit Notre Dame. It didn't, it did not benefit the kids that he recruited. And I would argue that him making that statement, that was the most obvious statement imaginable because both of those coordinators have gotten a lot of credit for being not only great coordinators, but great recruiters. I would argue that that was as obvious as uh, it it could be in terms of he was going to go after those, those coordinators. You're saying that he played chess in this move. I don't think that he's played chess. And if he played chess that well, if he played chess that well, then, one of the appearances that we had that could have led to a national championship would have ended in a national championship.
1: He's just not that. He's not that good of a coach. He's not good enough
0: for that. He's good enough to get he's us. Describe a chess player as though he is though. Chess players win those games. He didn't win them. He didn't win the big games. Let's just be I don't, honest. I don't believe, I, I, I don't,
1: I don't believe you had to be. You don't have to win at everything to win at some things. I do believe this. I think if you 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 got to judge the situation that we're in a mere five days after the after he departed, after he departed, and people were like, nah, nah, nah. first of all, I don't think people gave him the credit he deserved."
0: Fair, you know, our, Notre,
1: you our Notre Dame alumni, I love you guys for listening to whatever, but you are some ungrateful sons of guns, and and I and I laugh at you, and I love to see how you get scrutinized at your jobs and what you do, because <laughs> at the end of the day. This man is going to the playoffs two of the last three years, and this year could be. He needs some help, but he could be three of the last four game years in a right. fourteen playoff. And damn it, people want his. They wanted him fired, so now you got what you wanted, right? Now he got up out of there. He left, but there's a defensive coordinator that just took over. That everyone loves. We got super energy in the program. Yes, I'll, I would say this. Most people choose a school because of uh, because of the the school and not the coach. However. Had he left and take Freeman and took Reese and took everybody with them and everybody's butt naked, you're trying to tell me that the number three class in the nation, none of those people are going to switch. Everybody just loves the dome like that. I don't believe. I call bullshit on that. I think they gave it some time. So Schwurbuck said one did one thing right. He kept everybody on the road recruiting. Schwurbick, man, you call him <laughs> Schwurbuck. Schwurbuck. I think there's a, a baseball player in Chicago. Uh, Schwurbuck. But uh, Schwaber, yeah, or something like that. I don't know, you know, who you know, who the hell I'm talking about. So, anyway, have <laughs> athletic director, him, that AD to do, to do with the new Twitter handle, to do with the new Twitter handle. <laughs> so, he was like, Is ND taken? Can I get the Twitter? Can I have it at ND? Nah, man, that's gone, dude, you know. But right, I, right. Yeah, I digress. Cool. So, anyway, sure, Brick. Um, I think he kept the guys on the road. One of my friends said he's his son spent an hour with Dale Alexander, uh, the other day. You know, uh getting recruited and different things there. Um, they stayed on the road, which was smart, get in front of these people and keep them going. So maybe, maybe that does speak against they thought they were gonna get Freeman and they, they knew they wanted to keep these assistants. But again, do you let me ask you this question? Do you think anybody would try to make Freeman the highest paid defensive coordinator in the country prior to him saying that? So let's 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 say Brian Kelly yes. doesn't leave. Yes. You you think his resume said he should be the highest paid D coordinator in the country right now?
0: Yes, because the, the new should. landscape of college football is you bring in a young coach, they be black, white, or whatever, that is the 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 hot topic of all college football, and you you pay them handsomely, and that person, if they add to their qualities, ability to go into a living room and recruit, they are like gold. Marcus Freeman's ability to recruit is led to the recruiting class that you're describing. He was the quarterback of that recruiting class. And so, yeah, I think he would have got paid whether it, whether it be LSU or anybody else had they brought in somebody else. So uh, other than Marcus Freeman, they being Notre Dame, Notre Dame goes out and hires someone other than Marcus Freeman, Marcus Freeman could have, could have gone with Brian Kelly LSU, but could have gone a lot of other places as a D coordinator and as a head coach, because, When you're in that seat and you are, you know, fresh off of three out of four weeks of pitching a shutout, when you are making a run to try to get into the college football playoffs at a place like Notre Dame, despite the pressure, despite all of the eyes being on you and the the criticism that you always get, yeah, that's that's gold. So I, I think Marcus Freeman had established his value before Brian Kelly made that statement. or 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 that he showed his hand and said that he wanted to go after marcus freeman brian kelly can't go and we saw it and the other thing that's sort of concept of a roach right we saw mark marcus freeman seems as authentic and genuine as you're going to get brian kelly uh pre saga i'm gonna call this a saga i'm not going because if somebody offered me 95 million for 10 years i'm going to think about it too so i'm not going to judge him and say he's a bad person for making his life and his family's life better his kids 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 might never have to work based on the decision that he made but there is a way that you do it right so so i'm i'm not gonna judge him for making that decision but the truth of the matter is is that now we look at it and we see he's all all of a sudden just just come up with some southern drawl now he's from the bayou right that all of a sudden you Know he goes in and tells people that I wanted to coach the, the best talent in the country. And uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, ah, that's bad from ESPN, went to Texas. Um, can't uh, anyway. Uh, any I, Sam, uh, uh, the linebacker, played in the NFL anyway. I love his analysis saying, Coach, you can't go and say you wanted to coach the best when you had XYZ. He kind of called him right? out on it. Uh, uh, Acho, yeah, Sam Sam Acho. So, so I, I love that he called him out on it, but but Brian Kelly now creating and 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 mastering a southern Louisiana draw. Brian okay, Kelly telling tomorrow. these people that I want to coach the best and I needed a new challenge. What other challenge do you need other than Notre Dame? He got to say and, that. And Brian Kelly. You,
1: you know what I'm saying? You walk into my house, you got to tell me my you ribs. I made ribs last night. They was kind of dry. But I know every time they bit this, man, these are some good ribs. You got here in my house. You have to say I, that. All, you have all to go there. What else is he going to say?
0: I came here for 9.5 meals. You can't say that. No one wants to hear that. But that's a perfectly good reason to take the job. It is a perfectly good reason to take the job, a perfectly good reason to say that you took the job. But you, what you, you say, say, words matter. You can't Words say matter. That the press conference. Hey, it was
1: too many M's. I was loving Notre Dame and it was better than here, but y'all gave me these M's.
0: So I can't, you can't say that. How was that received by anybody? If, if it's genuine, respect it. I say, you pay me these M's and I'm going to go earn these M's. But don't then try to make it about, all right, I'm taking the next chapter, I'm taking the next step and I want to coach some. What My you point said, okay, is, right
1: now, Mr. Kelly, I want you to speak into the microphone. Why, uh, excuse me, why did you uh take this job at LSU? They offered me the out?
0: amount of money that I couldn't turn down. My wife and I decided that okay, that's this is I, what we had to do.
1: They can't offer you
0: that type of stuff. They they, they, they offered me the type of money that I couldn't turn but down. My can. wife and I decided. <laughs> say that. You can't say that, man, in an interview. It's the reason they fire you. If at $95 million, he goes oh, in man. and doesn't do what the other coaches have done before him, which they've all won in about three years, Less Miles, you, you know, Ed or Orjohn, uh, Nick Saban they've all gone in and won so now they paid you 95 million so if you go in and you don't win it's going to be the reason that they fire you like we what paid you not what is the fan base going to say you say I took this job for the, for the bread even if you don't make it just about the bread don't be so specific to make it about all right I wanted to coach the best and I because the the, the understood implication is I wasn't coaching the best in Notre Dame but that's what the LSU fan base wants to hear we're the best I wanted to come, Coach. This is the best place, the best resources, the best everything.
1: That's what they want to hear. Meanwhile, they want to hear the Southern have, draw. I'm going to go eat some crawfish etouffee after this interview because I've always been down here for a week. They, they might actually turn on him for that, that fake-ass thing. But he's trying to fit in, man. Hey, money will change you, man. You get somebody 9, 9.5 mil with a, with an extra mil of easy incentives plus an extra 750000 of likely incentive, I'll start doing whatever you want me to do, man. What do you want me to do? But we, we'll put that to the side. Fair who man. Cares, fair. Who cares about him there? I care about the transition. And I just keep saying is we are in such a good position. Fine.
0: Oklahoma's not in the position we're in right now. Would you agree? No, not although I great- do like the fact that Stoop stepped in and he's gonna stabilize. I think stoop's gonna stabilize it and they're gonna they're gonna make a good decision. They've got a little he'll more stabilizing, but we didn't keep no, they didn't keep no recruits. No one chose I, I, I don't think that. no think one chose step- Oklahoma in. for the school. I don't think that you you judge these decisions based on one recruiting class. So no, even you if don't, they're entire the recruiting, the class so far advanced. we have
1: no scar, there's nothing we are in no worse shape in any aspect of anywhere of anything with our program
0: today than we were on, on Sunday. Now even one prior aspect, to them, no L's. We have zero L's. But even prior to them announcing that it was gonna be Marcus Freeman today, it's mm-hmm. We got us a coach, y'all. Go ahead, Marcus Freeman. Even prior to that, I made the statement in in several Group chats that I was in is that I don't think it's going to be a mass exodus of a recruiting class because Notre Dame, while we try to say it hurts us when it comes to competing against the LSU's and the Alabamas of the world, but we do recruit a different type of kid. You're not mm-hmm. choosing, and Notre Dame, whether it be Brian Kelly, Marcus Freeman, um, uh, Lou Holtz, or any other coach, and the the administration, the staff, the 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 entire institution in recruiting does sell the idea of it's 40 years not four years so after you've heard that over and over and over again then you 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 do i think you do have a little more commitment to the the long-term decision that you've made versus the coach that you decided to make the decision to play for and and that's just i didn't think it was gonna be a mass exodus either way i think marcus freeman seals a deal not only for this year but you had a pipeline of other guys that I think if there was going to be a mass exodus, it would have been other kids that are going to now be recruited. You know, that, 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 that year plus one year plus two recruit that's got to hold off all of the other suitors in order to fulfill their commitment. I think that's where the, 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 the issues would have come, but I, it is what it is. So, so yes or no. So we did, we did great
1: there. Another thing by hiring this black coach. I, we didn't mention this. We kind of mentioned, but we didn't dig deep enough into it is, you know, there's a lot of players out there. And again, as you know, my son just went through the recruiting cycle and you talk to s- people about different things. And I wear two hats. I wear the dad hat and then I wear the Notre Dame alumni hat and I speak to it both. And I try to be impartial. when it You wear the game. dad hat more nowadays, which I like. You're supposed I to be do because I mean, he's my son forever. Yeah. yeah. And Notre yeah. Dame charges me for tickets, but,
0: um, at the end of the day, <laughs> day we're gonna change that. we about to get press passes. Y'all get us some press passes. The ball, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Stop making those saying. things. But at the end of the day, there's
1: a lot of people that don't go to Notre Dame because of the, the racial element. They think the same place for a black kid. This is tough. Right. Hiring a young black coach, you know, they didn't, they didn't go out and hire one of these. Uh, uh black coaches that they voted for Trump. You know, what I mean they went out a young black coach that played. I don't know who you voted for. I'm just Go saying, ahead. I got I'm you. Just I, got you. Yeah, I digress. <laughs> but they went out and got a young dude named Marcus. You know what I'm Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Garvey type. You know, he was named after Marcus Garvey. You know, at the end of the day, that does so much for relationships to to the to the general con- perception of Notre Dame and the public. I, I think – this. now, believe me, we all know there's some Notre Dame alumni right now who are mad as shit. Oh, the my hell God. You Hot. Hot. And I'm so happy they're upset, too. That makes yeah. me so happy. Hot. I yeah. love bathing in your tears. But at the same time, there's so many people like, I got a friend. I'm going to give him a shout-out. His name is Julian Mitchell. He hates Notre Dame. And every time something bad happens, which I love it because I don't hear from him all year, I ain't heard from him because he can't say nothing bad about the team. Every time something bad happened, he want to come in. Ah, y'all sorry. Ah, right, right. I texted him immediately. And I said, when Marcus got hired, I said, does this, does this change your opinion? He'm like, yep. And I'm saying, like, this is a dude who I know passionately dislikes my alma mater. But this one hire changes his opinion. And, right. I, you know, that was my litmus test. Now there's other people out there, too. But there's a lot of people out there who are going to be like, okay.
0: Okay, Notre Dame, you show me something so let's ask a question man because we got to move on was his not not the decision to leave because again at 95 million for 10 years i'm i'm, a- I'm at least going to consider it but was the way he left was it a roach move was it a roach move you say no i when say yes, you want ask the audience was the way he left right and and and, and like a thief in the night, he was gone. While his assistants were still out on the recruiting path, he one assistant found too. out after he just left a young man's living room, telling them how great the program was and all of that. Was his decision to leave in the, the Notre way Dame. We're almost he left. as
1: good as LSU, my man? You should come to Notre Dame if LSU never offers you.
0: I'm <laughs> asking the audience and please weigh in: How he left was it a roach move? How was it a roach I mean, move? he you left
1: differently? What would have been made? What would have made you feel better?
0: I already told you. I already told you. I, I think he should have waited at least two days, and because more importantly the, for because me, the, uh, because the, the, the rumor night is polls that come out. Nah, yeah, I would have loved for at least to let the Tuesday night polls come out, right? Because that weighed in, and and someone has already said that weighed into their decision of where they put Notre Dame at six versus five. But I, I'll say this: in addition, like. I get it. The the college landscape has changed. We're going to get to that because the early early signing period means he's got to go out and recruit for his next team. But the way I would have liked him to do it, it didn't have to be public. You know, there have been rumors that Lincoln Riley had already gone to his team and let him know that he was seriously considering other opportunities. So the first people that heard that he was seriously considering opportunities are the same young men that he had recruited, the same young men that had committed not only to the institution, but the coach had left their homes wherever they are from, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Chicago, Illinois, and decided to commit to Lincoln Riley. Those are the first people that he let know that he was seriously considering opportunities. I think that uh, both the the reputation that precedes Coach Kelly and some of the things that I've heard from players, now you got to remember, you know, my I, – I, Get your $95 million. And for everybody out there, and this is how we're going to transition, for everybody out there that has a son that plays college football, high school football, that's thinking about college football, you got to understand this is capitalism. Get yours because they're going to get theirs, right? I had a nephew that I helped transition to Notre Dame for a year. Everybody knows about He was probably the first ever real grad transfer to play at Notre Dame. Real meaning he had offers, he had options, he decided to go to Notre Dame on a full scholarship, got his business degree. So I got a little more insight to the locker room and how the players feel about it. Right. And he, he did okay and played in NFL. He got what he needed out of it, has a master's degree from Notre Dame, a business degree. He's doing very well. He got what he needed to get out of it. It was a two way street, but I also got some insight from players, how they feel about him. And I think that, that not necessarily my, my nephew per se, but other people in that era Think that he was just a politician the whole time, man. He really had no love for the institution or love for the players. And if that's your reputation and then this is how you lead, yeah, man, you got a little bit of a roach stench on you, man. You you, you smell like rave, bro. The light came on and you went to showing exactly who you were. He got to scrambling, huh? He got to scrambling. He got on up out of there. I would have <laughs> liked him for at least to wait another day. I would have liked for him at least to have told the players that, hey, man, I'm seriously considering this. I would have liked for him and his – his, his, You know, you send those guys, guys a text and say, "We, I'm sorry you had to hear this way. I'll meet you at 7 o'clock in the morning. Man, let them sleep. You met them for eight minutes to clear your own conscience. Don't make them go through a therapy class just because you can't sleep at night. And the truth of the matter is he could sleep at night because if you don't look them in the eye and treat them like young men, then they'll never respect you. And I think that the response that the players had to Marcus Freeman's announcement shows me that they feel as though they've got to a coach. And I'm going to make the statement. That potentially Notre Dame got rid of a roach. What is our audience? What do you think? Could he have done it differently the way he left? Not his I decision to leave because that is his to make. That is, This is a free market capitalist society that we live in. That is his to make. But the way that he left, what do you think about it? Love it. You love, love it. i I,
1: I believe we should get the statue going today and how he left should make his statue just two inches taller for him he's
0: five six make his statue five five eight and a half let's give it to him Five, five eight and a half all right it is what it is do you think he wins at lsu do you think he wins the sec do you think that he earns that 95 million um because you know you talked about him leaving notre dame 11 and one uh if you look at the success that his players have had in the nfl I think that we should have won one by now. We've been there close enough. I I was uh, kind of anti-Brian Kelly when I went down to Miami and we played the U in that electric environment. And we got whooped. And I looked at that team. I said, well, that Miami team ain't Bama 2012. That's not who that was. That ain't Bama 2020. That ain't LSU 2019. That Miami team was average. And they beat us like we stole something. Our team looked woefully unprepared. And at that moment, I said in big games, I have a challenge with someone that doesn't get his team up for big games. Now, I'll also say this. You look at his history with quarterbacks from, I mean, there were so many of them. The first quarterback that was really entrenched in a role was last year. Mm -hmm. What was our quarterback's name? Ian Book. Ian Book. And Ian Book came to be a starter that night, I think, in that Miami game. He was the first one that has been entrenched. Uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to go through. Tommy Reese. No, 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 no. Ian Book, Ian Book became the starter against LSU. Against, no, Book. but he, he – he, LSU, but he pulled him in that Miami game. He pulled uh, Brandon Wimbush. Brandon Wimbush got pulled in the Miami game. All right, but if you look at uh, Deshaun Kaiser – uh, what's Lucky Lefty's name? Um, uh, you mean um, the dude who uh, transferred Ever-Golson? to Florida, Eric Golston transfer. Uh, you had um, Tommy Reese unseated. What was the kid name from California? It was just a, it never like at some point. A coach to me mm-hmm. should have a stable relationship with the quarterback, and it was a a Dame, Dame Christ. Dane Chris, yeah. Dane Chris was the first one that got pulled for time. Tom Reese got pulled. Look at it. And so I was always looking at it like that says something about a relationship between the quarterback that we haven't had a stable relationship. Ian Book was the only stable relationship that we had. Even mm-hmm. when Deshaun Kaiser left, the person that had the worst critique of Deshaun Kaiser and said he should stay, he's not ready, was his own head coach. So I, I that's just me, man. There's some roach tendencies there. It is what it is. I'm a player.
1: I said the greatest gift he ever did, on top of the icing icing on the cake, leave is to rid Notre Dame of himself. That shows you how much I, I just I can't go back. I, I look at this. If I take feelings out of it and I don't really appreciate the man, um, you know he doesn't. He's not a great personality guy. I've met the man probably seven times. Every time he acts like he's never seen me before, which just kind of sometimes it tells Roge. you a lot about a person. Roach. But he left Notre Dame better than he got it. He put us in a situation right now where the the program is in as good a shape as it's been in in decades. Man, it's probably stretching. But, yeah, no decades, really. We're at the best situation that we're in as a program right now than we've been since the the early 90s.
0: Because of the coach, because of the players, or because of the assistant coaches, because of, like got to give him the credit. I mean, he's the coach. What else is it for?
1: What is it for? What are we did we? Is it
0: because of the new dorms they built, the new library, or the, the science Maybe. building? I don't know. Hey man, people choose Notre Dame for whatever. It's... Yeah, it's not. The All DJ I know play. is this, man. We've been in the we've been in the dance. We've been in the dance. So Don't tell me you can't get to the dance with the players that you were getting because we you mentioned the up dance. DJ. But now we
1: switched up the DJ. We got
0: two. We got DJ that got
1: a little something to him. He could, you know, what I mean he could do a little TikToking if he needs to. I, I I'm happy. I'm happy with this. I just think I go back to saying. I think he put it all together. Do you think you know we didn't get to, to to Tom Reese? I think he's done a good job as a coordinator, better than I expected him to do when he took Tommy over. Tommy Reese, at 20, yeah, at twenty-seven years old when he took over yep. as a coordinator. But do you think Tommy Reese was gonna? What is he probably? They're gonna give him a four hundred thousand dollars raise. I
0: think he was already over a mil. Twenty-nine yeah, year old.
1: Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine year old. Do you think that if if he didn't offer him? At LSU, this is one point, whatever. Do you think another school was about to come scooping? For I that? think
0: that once you once you decided that Marcus Freeman was your guy, let's keep the the staff intact as much as no, possible. No, no. Do you think because LSU tried to give him a four hundred thousand dollar raise? I, I okay. don't think you you're giving BK way more money than that. I think that they that people do that. Agents report that hey man, we're getting interest here for the price to go up, but Jack Swarbrick is he's danced this dance before he's been through this before he understands the implications of the decision that he's making and and look say what you want about about jack swarbrick i don't think that that influences the decision whatsoever i think the decision to keep tommy reese was because you are now promoting uh freeman to become head coach and you understand that you have you had two young coordinators that were phenomenal in the recruiting living rooms so I think that's what had to do with it. I don't think it had anything to do with BK. To be honest with you, because in this game, if if that if you're reactionary to those decisions, you're always behind. And mm-hmm. and, and and look, man, I I don't give BK that much credit when it comes to those decisions. But I hear you. I, I understand the point that you're making. So so anybody else? Let me see. Let me see. We gotta go to the, the the comments and see who thought that he it was a little bit of a roach tendency. Uh Let's see. All right. See, this is the part where I, you know, doing both the commentary. Uh, let's see this. I, I like this one. Um, my man, what's up, dog? Juan William Jackson says Notre Dame didn't have the best players. You're so biased right now. Didn't have. I don't know which game he's talking about. Have the best players against whom? I, I don't. I, I don't said, think you need to win with I think the best. He's saying in
1: comparison to LSU. He say LSU. He wants to go with the best talent, and Notre Dame does not. I have think, the best that's, talent. I think
0: that's. I think that's. I I think that's subjective because if, if all you need. Look, and I'm a, I'm gonna compare it to Pop Warner because there's a lot of people call me like, "Hey man, you should bring your son over here. We got a you know Dynasty All Star team. If all you need like, or, or if it requires you a prere- prerequisite to winning, you gotta have the best players. You ain't no coach. You are as my boy, my my best friend in the whole wide world. My dog Reem dubs it. You a, folks, a coach? Fake ass coach." Cincinnati didn't have better players than us this year. No one would argue that Cincinnati has better players than us, but they went on the road and won a game that they needed to win. You can't rely on just having the best players to win the big games. We've been there several times, and unfortunately, we haven't performed well. So if we're going to give Coach Kelly credit, which he should, for what he did as a coach, putting us in the position that we're in as a program, we also got to you know, hold him to the standard of, he didn't win those games. He just didn't win those games. Uh, he, Nick Saban, while he does have a lot of times, a lot of the best players, he, he, not always. He's won without having the best players. It is what it is. And not well, having the best players, in when we're talking about college coaches, is a part of your job description. you got to recruit or higher coaches that can recruit the standard that, that, that Notre Dame is and Marcus Spears and others, Stephen A. Smith here, here, here's where here, here I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm going to say it, man. Because 100%. if we are saying that the only way you can win is to take kids that don't perform as well academically, then we are part of the problem. We are. Marcus Spears, I get it. He's an LSU guy. Like, like if we believe the numbers that have come out, 80% of the people that play in the NFL end up broke. My college roommate is running his own real estate fund right now. Football's going to end for you one day. It will. Some quicker than others. And so if we are are supporting this narrative that he made a better decision cuz he gets to go recruit kids that don't necessarily care about the classroom and no one said that directly but that that that's kind of what you're hearing then we need to change that. We need to let these young men understand that yo, you got to you got to, you know, you're right like like LSU wants you bad. You go in and make sure you get the most out of the situation, not only from a name, image, and likeness deal, not only making sure you get the best dorm, but you make sure they educate you, man. You got to do that. At the end of the day, I do think it's it's a too
1: overblanking of a statement when we try to say, like, oh, you know, it's not like LSU is full of dummies, right? We not at all. About they have, they have kids
0: that are academically engaged, which is why those kids should be. It's like saying, oh, man, all cops not bad. But the good cops got to make sure that they call the bad ones out. So if there are academically engaged kids at these schools, yo, stop that. I'm serious about my school work. Stop acting like him coming here means that he gets to go recruit the dummy because I ain't no dummy. No, but here's the thing
1: is, he can recruit everybody he recruited at Notre Dame plus. That's, the, that's, that's really what they're saying ultimately is there's no limitations. But, you know, the SEC does have some – not, you're not, you can't be a prop 40. I don't even think they use the term prop 40 anymore. You can't be a prop 40. You got to be a qualifier. But you can be a 2.0 and a 17 and probably get in. I think whatever the minimum is, you can get in there. You can't do that at Notre Dame. So he can, there's no academic people at Notre Dame. That, True. You can't be too smart to go to LSU. Like you can't be like, oh man, your grade's too big. No so my, that's, my all, role I think that's all that really says. But it comes across my, as you got 85 dummies on scholarship. I think that would be completely terrible to say that.
0: For example, Myron Rowe, who went to Florida State at That's a time when people that. were referring to it as, as, as Free Shoe University. Myron Rowe is, was a Rhodes Scholar. The man's a brain surgeon now, doing great things, helped out with the COVID, COVID pandemic. He's he's, a, he's an example of what student athletes should be. And he went to Florida State. Celebrated more, and let's, let, let's document that. I just think that when the narrative is pushed by those who are in a position in the media space, that it's an upgrade because he can now recruit what potentially could be described as a downgrade academically candidate. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, man, let's change this narrative because these kids need to understand that this is your one opportunity to make the most out of this capitalistic situation. They want you. You want an education. Let's do it. You want an opportunity to go to NFL. Let's do it. Let's make sure that they educate you while you're there. Because mm-hmm. when you're on, like Notre Dame made me pay for the lottery. I got I got some help and they 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 took care of me. So I ain't complaining. But my my eligibility was up. So I wasn't going free no more. You're like, and I, if you believe that 80% of the check y'all got a checkers team, I gotta get some for a scholarship. I'll play anything, dog. <laughs> but but if 80% of the NFL ends up broke then let's stop pretending like just because he's going to coach guys that have a propensity to make mm-hmm. it to the NFL that that's a better position. And I think that he's getting he's getting a, he's getting a sort of a, a pass because, to me, the challenge would be to finish what you started. The way he left to me was a roach move. His decision to leave was his to make. But for me, when I think of competing, I want to finish what I started. I want to do it in a way that, that is the road less traveled the last three coaches that have been at LSU won a national championship. So I think for him to have won a national championship at the division two level, whatever is, what they call it now, FCS. Right. And now to be in a place where the last three coaches have won one in a power five level, it, it's going to cement his legacy after you then became, after you've already become the winningest coach at Notre Dame. I think it was, it was all about BK and, and God bless him. But It is,
1: it is all but, about BK. I can't argue with that. But I just look at the net effect, and I still stand behind. The net effect is so great. We've never had a coach leave under greater circumstances since I've been born. Holtz didn't leave under good, these good circumstances. Every other coach between him and Holtz has been bad or not great. Right. Um, so this is the best situation we've ever had a coach that I ever heard of in Notre Dame history, probably. I'm kind of going a little too far there. But I don't know if anybody else retired, left on top with an 11-1 record with the chance to go to the to the national championship and left with capable, in capable hands. So you can say whatever you want about what he said, eight minutes here, whatever, give a damn. Results are we are in great shape. We are great in shape. good or better shape today than we were
0: this time last week. We are. And he left. And you give him, you and I just disagree in terms of the amount of credit that he receives. Um, le- no one has done it. Maybe because no one, maybe no one has done it because it's such an exceptionally great decision to make. But maybe no one has done it because, like, damn fool. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know? 10 million, 10 million uh, greenbacks can't be wrong. That's all so I do understand. you think LSU made a good investment? No. I think we came up. You think Notre Dame came up? I, I, I think, so too, what? in terms of financially. Our payroll do went down, Right. I don't know who we're gonna Our hide. payroll probably definitely went down. We don't have to disclose we're private school.
1: We're not they're not gonna disclose. Well, they went down because I guarantee Freeman didn't get what whatever Kelly was getting. And in his did, 12th
0: year, after all the stuff that you said, he yeah. probably shouldn't have got paid that.
1: Yeah, so he didn't get paid that. I guess we'll get a coordinator next next year. We'll get a new. I mean, do you you gotta bring a coordinator in anyway, right? Regardless.
0: He probably just, I mean, uh Mike Elson, who is the run defense coordinator and been there 12 the years, coach. probably yeah. in the bowl game becomes the coordinator.
1: Yeah, he becomes D coordinator or whatever, so we're all in the same situation. Everybody get bumped up a little bit, but they don't get all of Brian's money. So, Notre Dame is in a better spot than it was this time last week. LSU is going to fire Brian Kelly in three years. Um, my man, why he's going to be in a better on- place. The only loser is LSU because they're going to fire him in three years, and he will have made so much bread in those three years compared to what right. he would have.
0: Who care? He's gonna yeah. have fu money, but uh, I, so my man, what up, Juan William Jackson? LSU has better players than Notre Dame. Fight me. He laughs out loud, but I mean Notre Dame has beat them two out of the last three times. Yeah, I mean time me time that, that, that's my them. point is that oh, like whatever. I don't yeah. know, man. So now, so so Juan, either it's
1: uh, either Brian Kelly's a better coach than anybody they've ever had at LSU because Ed Orgeron, the same guy that won the national championship, couldn't couldn't beat us. Who do we who they have before? They had uh the Joker uh less miles less miles before that. He couldn't beat us, right? They had all these goons. They couldn't beat us. So, miss me with this SEC has everything, you know. Miss so, me let's with talk that. about that because
0: what's up, Bill Casey? I met you in the Joyce a lot a few years ago, maybe MSU 2016. I go to a lot of games. The flag after the Michigan 200 was still bogus, and I took it and ran with it. That's why I missed the excessive celebration, baby. But Let I appreciate sure you joining that. <laughs> yeah please come back and join man the ball yeah, sports i really appreciate yeah. it we have a bunch of people that says he's a roach and and, and you say I, I if anybody says he's not a roach, what's up armando i love that man i forgot that yo, yo brian kelly has a propensity to do this right he left scentsy high and dry as they that they had the undefeated season to come mm-hmm. to notre dame and they say how you get them is how you keep them right so if you get that girl cheating don't be surprised Can you imagine
1: if we would have took fickle the people from cincinnati can't burn our university though
0: Ah oh, yeah, they would have been hot. Two, two coaches <laughs> we can't in. have nothing. Them dudes would take us. Armando Allen, baby, South Florida's finest, man. Um played at Notre Dame, running back. Appreciate you joining, man. Um, I'm gonna try to get a few of these in. Uh let me see. And Armando is also a coach, man. So uh, I I I am not gonna require anybody to put themselves in a bad situation, but I do want to see what y'all saying. Is it the where does Armando coach at? Is he in college ranks? Uh, I think he's a, he was in Texas. I don't know where he's coaching right now, um, hmm. but I know he is a, a, a rising young coach in the college uh, coaching ranks. I like hearing uh, that because
1: I don't feel like Notre Dame. We produce a lot of coaches. It's really weird.
0: Well, all right. So, so that's the other thing issue I had with with BK. But, but you know, the all time leading rusher in Notre Dame, Archery Denson, was on his staff at one point. Pat Terrell, not Pat Terrell, Pat uh
1: Trippin. Pat. Now, what's your uh Pat Terrell was not a coach? Here, but we had um uh, I'm sure tri- the defensive he back was, coach he played with he you. you. I know, good friend of mine. I texted him last week, and I still can't remember his name.
0: And, and he's so, such a good friend? Um,
1: I had I did. I texted him when Skip got That's fired. Bad. Let me tell you, name. but anyway,
0: neither coach on the staff, but you know, who knows what, what that is. Can't believe I can't remember this um, thing. My bad, dog. Yeah, I wanted to call him Pat Terrell so bad, but that's not his name.
1: But uh, Pat Terrell's he's in Chateau. Um Jeff Burris. Jeff, Burris. Jeff
0: Burris. I'm not talking about Jeff, Jeff Burris. I'm not talking
1: about Jeff. But I'm oh, not talking you're thinking about, about you talking about you talking about your boy the, Jeff Burris was here. You're talking about um I didn't play Todd Light. Todd Light. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Todd Light I'm cool off coaching. I left. He left, oh, yeah, left. he left coaching after coaching with Malik Zaire fans. was
0: the quarterback I couldn't think of. Thank you for these comments, y'all. Uh Ever Golson was ruined by Kelly. Uh, you know, we'll see, man. I, I love all of this, man. One. A ruiner. He is a, a quarterback ruiner, ruiner. and, and a you got to give game straight up. Tom you got a whisper and a ruiner. Look at all of them, man. I went through a whole. That's like five generations worth of quarterbacks, bro.
1: House to never. Little Davis is in a much better spot, having had Coach Hi. Kelly than we did before. He left him great situation, and we're in a great hands right now. With less than a week to go, I can't. Result, I'm a results oriented guy. I'm in sales, so at the end of the day, it's what did you sell? That's all that matters. I don't
0: care how you got here. The same people, so my man Juan William Jackson says, and and this is what's funny to me because I I say the same people who are mad at Notre Dame for firing Tyrone Willingham aren't giving Notre Dame credit for giving this young brother an opportunity. Whatever. Uh, my man, who is this is a good brother right here, like really good brother from South Florida, loving to death. Uh, but he says, Brian Kelly is a good coach, is Bobby Mm -hmm. and others saying he isn't. Laugh aloud, But he was not going to win a national championship at Notre Dame. Here's my thing. The same people who said that said, I don't want to see him in the college football playoffs. Every time they get there, they get blown out. But then how good of a coach was he if you were good enough to get there but then get blown out? Like everybody
1: else. So here's the thing I can't let you say. 80% of the first-round games, maybe 90% has been a blowout. True. We got blown out. True. The last time we got blown out, Alabama got blown out by more points than we did. Right. So... Stop putting that on Brian Kelly. He just hasn't had his turn. That's the only thing. He doesn't get his turn to win. He hasn't done that. But no, most people haven't. There has only been a few coaches that won a national championship in the last 10 years.
0: So stop. He's still a good coach. What's up, my man? Kevin Holtz is in the building, man. It's, it's really good to see everybody that, out here. Uh, uh, Todd Kevin Light was Lue, who I was talking about. Concert? I appreciate it. I had these old moments. Uh, and I got a chance to kick it with Todd Light in the Pittsburgh game. Uh, all right. So we got to get to the Lincoln. Does Kevin right? lose something? Yes, yeah, good brother, okay, uh, very Kevin, good brother, man. I appreciate house. you supporting the show. Um, please, 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 please like, comment, share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody you know. Please subscribe in the podcast world. All right, Lincoln Riley. He also bolted and went to USC.
1: My deal was sweet
0: though, and until the roach of all roach moves i'm calling it you saying a a, a very smart business move you're calling it until brian kelly does that that was the story of all college football and so let's talk about both lincoln Riley leaving and this new concept right a brand new roach because the transfer portal only allows you one free transfer you can't just move around you still can grad transfer too you can grad transfer all right so uh, you know is this just a new thing it's a mass exodus it's a transient world people can go where they want to go I I just don't know like I'm not feeling it Lincoln Riley had I think the keys to the kingdom too he was only five years in he had built what I thought was a very very powerful program and he decided to bolt and go to USC and people are saying that with. was genius he ain't got nobody else to compete with because it's a Pac-12 he's definitely gonna run the South when it comes to the Pac-12 I mean, all he got to do is every once in a while contend with Oregon. This was a great move. He's going to have, you know, the recruiting on lock. And, like, are we celebrating people running from the competition? That's what we're doing. Ain't that a roach? When you turn the light on and people scatter, ain't that a roach? They played he didn't want to go play in the SEC. He ran from it. And we're celebrating it?
1: (sighs) Listen, your job is to go find a situation where you can win and where you can make an impact. I think Oklahoma has done great. They they're right, right. They're like just like Notre Dame. They've been doing good all the time. They get to the playoffs, they get pistol right. whipped. Do whatever. So they've been in the same situation. I think that they joined the SEC because they thought that was the better conference to give them a chance. They were losing some people that they couldn't get because they didn't want to play in the. And I think as as a, as a, as a father of an athlete, the Big Twelve, I kind of looked at that as like, oh, that's like the conference I never really wanted to consider. Um, you know they don't play no defense, so my son get a bunch of touchdowns. But it just seems, eh. and then, but you go to USC. USC is is on that Mount Rushmore with us, right? They had the most. Wow.
0: wow. I mean, let's be fair, right? We're, we're, we're on, on Mount the Rushmore. Air now. Let's call let's call Mount Rushmore college programs right now. So you're we're we're biased. We say no. Dame, Dame. Mount only USC. Mount is only four. Right? Only four.
1: Hmm. I'm gonna give Mount Rushmore more like five. You're going to go five. Um, all right.
0: You're going to put a an extra head. I think Mount Rushmore's was four.
1: All right. But go ahead. Yeah, you're going to put five. So Notre Dame, Bama, USC, Michigan. Who, who did I displace that was wrong? Mount I now. Mean, We're not talking all right, about so you're last saying all time.
0: Because I mean, it, Clemson's we, not
1: there. Clemson. I was, all right. So
0: I was going to say Clemson. Johnny, come lately. But if you put them on there and don't put LSU on there, LSU's LSU has won three championships to r zero in the last three decades.
1: I think they're hot now, and I think that they've been their, their program has been in one set in one season they were better than us, but every other season they have not been better than us. And since Kelly been there, now I say every other season that's that's a stretch. But we beat them the two times in the bowl game. We both made the same bowl game. We beat them. They won the championship, and they fired him two years later. And they were going to fire him before he won the championship, so he got lucky and got a grip of people and a good offensive coordinator. And one year he won champion, but Earl Jerome was on his way out and knew it. Uh, Urban Meyer even sold him out and said that on, on TV. He's like, man, they were going to get us to do your boy. Came over and saved us, you know? So they, SEC lacks good coaching. So anyway, they went in Brian Kelly's not going to be any worse than
0: you, the coaches you, that they You haven't mentioned a single Florida school. You didn't say Miami, Mount Florida, Rushmore, or, or Florida. Florida. You don't think they're in the Mount Rushmore? Maybe Miami. You haven't named any of them, Florida State, Miami, or Florida.
1: Florida State, and Florida, definitely, and you not put Miami, USC
0: on there before Florida State, Florida, and Miami.
1: Yeah, Mount Rushmore. I, yeah,
0: I don't care. I, I can't give until last give. year. You,
1: I hate to say this out loud. You making me give these people too much credit on the air. What's up, Shane? I get you. I appreciate you. Shane, he's from South. He's a South Florida boy. He's from your your neck of the woods. I can't remember okay him high school. Shout out to he live South up Florida. here now though. He done
0: figured it out. Moved up to Chicago. Uh, go back shout home, out to Shane. Ellis All need people. to go back home. Anyway, so uh um, oh wait, oh, but hold on. Matter of fact, St. Thomas Aquinas tonight in the semifinals against Gainesville Beulahs. I wish Nelson, I could get out t- 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 got-
1: t- Post your Post your high school. He, he's from He's from right where you're from.
0: Oh yeah,
1: um, yeah, he is. Well, tell me Since that.
0: You he's, asked about my high school. I'm from the illustrious St. Thomas Aquinas, a great. From Florida as yes. opposed
1: to the uh St. Thomas Aquinas from Chicago or from what? <laughs> what he you had to put all the descriptions? But yeah. my
0: bad. I I, I interrupt you you. You're talking about USC. Go ahead.
1: USA until last year had the most people in the history in the NFL from USC. They got all kind of national championships and all kind of Heisman's whatever in Mount rushmore. So you got to give them the thing. Over Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma this to this? Me, over Oklahoma. Oklahoma.
0: So so uh, he left one Mount Rushmore program for another. That's a roach.
1: So cuz you don't like the Brown either.
0: I forgot. I don't, I, I love LeBron, and it, it, there were four years of LeBron's career that I absolutely love when he played for my Miami Heat. Other than that, I could do without him. Yeah, I could do okay. So, you got Michigan, you didn't put Ohio State in there. I messed that up. You didn't put Penn State in there.
1: I take Penn State out, they, they disqualified themselves when they joined the Big Ten. They was cool when they before that, but Ohio State should have been in there. I messed that up.
0: Anybody else listening, I want you guys to name what is the Mount Rushmore of top college football programs. And if USC ain't on there, do we call Lincoln Riley a Roach? You got this program to where you, you, I hope, where you thought it should be. You're a young coach. The recruiting is going great. And you decide to up and leave because you get private jets in USC. You get to be on the beach chilling. You get to have what probably is going to amount to a monopoly for the recruiting in california but whatever happened to brian kelly whatever happened to lincoln riley in sports saying i'm gonna put this goal out here that is a lofty goal and i'm gonna go work my butt off i'm gonna go compete i'm gonna go through the hard times of achieving this goal and it's gonna be so tough but when it's all said and done i'm gonna celebrate it and my legacy might be impacted such that i don't win more championships but the dogfight of going through those those tough times and getting to where I want to be on the pinnacle of success, as I decide to define it, is worth it. Whatever happened to that? Because I'm tell you I'm what gonna, happened to that
1: when you're ready. Go I'm gonna tell you what happened to that. Go ahead. Hundred ten million, six million dollar house, five hundred thousand dollars over asking for both your sorry ass houses in Norman, Oklahoma. Living in California with your two beautiful uh, daughters. Two beautiful daughters. This this gonna uh, raise up with you. His wife said, "Man, if you don't take that shit, I'll stab the shit on you." If, my, if someone offered that money to my wife to leave me, I would, I would, <laughs> I would kiss her and say, "Look, man, I can't. I love you too much to hold you back from that type of deal. <laughs> even though it would be miserable to have life without me." <laughs> Y'all, I, yeah, I mean, this is America. This is a capitalist society. We are. Uh, I gotta go to this. a different
0: country, dude, man. This Come on, not, man.
1: I gotta go to a different country. You got to. You gotta go back to Venezuela, where you from? You got to do something different because,
0: 110 m's. All right, hey, look man. at look at some of these though. 2001, oh, Keynes, best team ever. Anybody that can say they had the best team ever should be on the Mount Rushmore, right? The Hurricanes, and that's yeah, not man. even 80s, 90s when you know on a mission. You right? know, I like, guess
1: Mount Rushmore, you can't just really call it four. It's really a cluster of these teams, and then nobody, and then everybody else. Miami, Miami's up there. I, I was wrong with Ohio State; they're definitely up there. Oh, my man with the Northeast!
0: All right, Northeast! All right, that's what's up, man. I'll tell you. you right yeah, up, that's man. what's up. Ain't nothing wrong with Northeast. You know, you he don't even do his mustache like you. you yeah, yeah, Northeast see, you man, trip. we my, ain't my, talk about my that. You old neighbor, don't just McCoy, Rest in peace. Used to work in Northeast, but go ahead. So you don't Mount
1: Rushmore. I can't in, limit in, it to four. I just gotta say it's a cluster of programs out there, from mm-hmm. historical nature and what they go do. I mean, Texas has been sorry for so long that it's hard to keep them in there, but they were, but they, they've been sorry for, they've been so irrelevant since uh, Vince Young
0: left. Absolutely that, That's my thing, man, is that they're running to this shiny red object. Shane, I don't know you, but I like you already, man. He points out, how dare I not acknowledge our audience member here. St. Thomas has more NFL players than any high school, and it ain't even close. Uh, so I just want to acknowledge Shane. Thank you for being in the audience today. Um, I, I I don't think that these guys should get credit for running for the the, the shiny red object, but for me, and, and again, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but in pop one, right. My, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be around a lot of amazing kids and that has, has generated success, but you get calls from these other programs saying, man, we got this, this, we create us an all-star program. I'm not running for the shiny red object because I don't want my sons to see that as a way of living. I want to see, I want them to see us, we're going to coach whoever come through that doggone park, and we're going to fight, and we're going to teach them how to play football, and we're going to lose some games, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Sounds good. Now, look.
1: Nobody Dana, has Dana, offered you 110 M's.
0: And th- maybe they need to.
1: And once that mean. happens, you I'm don't out. give a shit where the game is, what's going on. We, we keep trying to put all these other things above it. Everyone loves to do that because no one's ever offered you $110 million to do anything. I want to think of people offering
0: me things I found to, attractive I had to in say broke no. Brokeback
1: to. mountain too. You would be starring in that mug. <laughs> Stop it. See, now <laughs> you did have gone too far. you did have put no, me on too far, man. We all for sale. Everybody's for sale. 110 million. Everybody tell you that they wouldn't be bought as a liar. They just they're daring you to try to prove them wrong.
0: 110 million dollars. Man. 110 Let's million. Go. Shane, I like you, man. Mr. McCoy was a very good man, my fraternity brother, too. An amazing. Like amazing, Shane. amazing. Rest in peace. He's like Shane. All right, so so what. what What do you call Lincoln Riley did? A coach for making a great decision to go to USC and have a monopoly on the the California recruiting? Or is he a roach, too? Light came on. He showed that he didn't want to be in that smoke, the SEC, to go and compete on a week-in, a week-out basis. Because Lincoln Riley had done it earlier in the week and everyone said he was afraid of the smoke, he was the really the reason why people gave uh, Brian Kelly... A pat on the back and say, man, he ran towards the smoke. He went, he went to the SEC and coached LSU. I think both moves were roach moves.
1: I can't listen to y'all when you all talk about this money. Y'all keep acting like the money not there. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. So you think it's all about the money? I can't take it. Brian Kelly left for the money. Why should he coach for free at Notre Dame? He was coaching for free. <laughs> so for the free. market The market said he's worth, well, we keep saying 95 it's it's really a, a hundred and five million is is he, he gets a half a million dollar bonus for not getting fired from a con- contract that he's at where he's right. under contract and he has another half a million dollars for uh, what does he got to do something real stupid something real silly you know going to a bowl game they've been twenty straight bowl games except for the one year they had to sell the self so Post they're gonna go to a bowl game of some sort they're gonna be five hundred SEC has such a soft schedule outside of conference that they're always gonna make a right. bowl game so. At the end of the day, he's going to get a 10.5 million, and that's that's enough reason for me. That's enough. Why should he stay at Notre Dame? He's not from there. He didn't go to Notre Dame. Why should he give it? Why? I love Notre Dame, but why? I don't know why they think
0: they should get a discount. They got the second biggest uh, endowment in the world. Why should they get a discount? I don't think it was a discount as as much as people made it out to be. If it, look, if we're saying discount versus 95 million, yeah, it was at a discount. But I mean, Brian Kelly was being well paid. He's being well paid. Uh, they they don't know there's an the, the institution so they don't have to disclose it, but he was, he was had well-paid. him at 2.3 he understood million the market. He understood his market. Now, is he being more well paid LSU? You better believe it. You better believe it. Oh, that's but here's up. my thing, man. How about all your other reasons? So let's, let's, just, let's just, it's a brand new approach then, because if LSU can pay Brian Kelly, who has not won the big game. Facts. 95 million. Why is it that what's my man's name? Uh, the coldest,
1: the coldest, coldest Crawford, the coldest, the coldest to ever
0: do it, the coldest to ever do it, Crawford? Why is it like players like the coldest to ever do it, uh, Crawford, not getting paid by the institution? And that's the elephant in the room. When Lincoln Raleigh goes and gets these private jets and all this money, right? You said that, that Brian Kelly left Notre Dame in a great spot, 11 to 1. I argue that Brian Kelly had a role in it. But it was the players that got them to eleven and one. Okay. Simple and plain. Brian Kelly ain't ran not a single hit drought.
1: Brian Neither Kelly ain't ran
0: not a single a Nick game. Saban. Do you think he's not worth the loot? I, I think that Nick Saban is worth the loot, and I think that everybody has played for Nick Saban is worth the loot. What I'm telling you is, is that Nick who Saban him ain't him won there? a who national championship. Who brought him there? What do you mean? Who Whose brought job, him there? Who brought them to Alabama? Oh, oh, who, the players themselves. Yeah, that's what Nick Saban we, got them there, so he gets the credit. You, you're arguing an argument that I'm not fighting. Okay, I didn't say that Nick Saban is not worth the money. Okay, what I'm saying is you're talking about the market value of Nick Saban. In this case, you said the market value of Brian Kelly because they're willing to pay him ninety-five million. Why is it that we live in a world that an institution is willing to pay Brian Kelly, who ain't won a big game, ninety-five million, and the players that played for him? that got him to 11-1, that got him to, to, to potentially get the last five college football playoffs, why is it they still make zero from the institution? That's, that's a whole show. There's a whole show for that that we're not doing today. I'm not going to say
1: that they don't deserve the money, but right now we're talking about coaches getting paid. Matter of fact, we didn't win 10-1s when Weiss was there. We still had players.
0: I think we did go. Uh, his best season, I think they only won, they only lost one game. Charlie Weiss's uh, best season. Yeah, he had a good season. He had a good season. I don't remember if it was one game or two games, but but we neither here nor there. there. Yeah. Neither here nor there. What I'm saying to you is, it's interesting to live in a world that's gonna pay Brian Kelly 95 million dollars for the labor that those players put in. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah, you're right. That's and just, it, and that's, if you are gonna that's have a fan, again, report, that's a whole show that I'm willing to do.
1: Uh, we can do an extended hour show today.
0: Yeah, no, and no, we we, we we we'll have a different show, but this was just a fun fact is that we gotta start calling it what it is. We gotta start calling it what it is because I mean Brian Kelly can up and leave, right? Literally like a thief in the night, with his players waiting to see what the last college football playoff ranking is gonna be, to see if indeed they're gonna be in a hunt for a national championship. And because of phone calls, like, I'm out. <laughs> Peace. No, he left that though. That's a sacrifice. He left. He left a chance. That's 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 the ego. He could have stayed for that. Try to sit there and see. Stop.
1: I can't leave because I want to show him this. He said, "Man, I keep
0: that." They got done. And then he tried right. to tell them victims over there, please and then somebody. He tried to it. tell them without looking in their face, man. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all one of the best teams in the country. Not looking them eye to eye. Yeah, man, y'all should be in the final four, man. Get on out of here. That's how you know they're recruiting a different type of kid. I think that if if, if we were there, somebody would be like man, I'm about to put the pot. You'd have to walk in there. With I would have liked it
1: to be honest. I would have kind of liked it if they didn't show
0: up. I kind of would have liked to see that if they just did not show up. 7 a.m. I'm asleep. I gotta go to class. Some I don't know. <laughs> All That's right, early. man. So we 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 gonna we gonna shut it down because I'm here in uh I, I'm here in Orlando. I want to be present. I'm here for the pot Warner, um, Super Gosh, Bowl. Geez. Championships, man.
1: Man, good and, luck. And I'm you, seeing That's all these teams here. It's good to here. see
0: all of these young people here. I don't know why they got us this, here this early. Uh, what they, level it, are
1: your kids playing?
0: They're playing um, junior pee wee. My my oldest son, which okay. is the last of, of weighted football. It's about to all go to the wayside. So so quickly, my pop Warner thing is this. First of all, pop Warner, y'all tripping. We're supposed to be in these nice uh, the, the resort. They got us in the 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 dang on. It's basically the red carpet in around this thing. Yeah, you know, well, I'm afraid to show that yeah, at, uh, at Disney, they had they, they moved to the Universal, so they had all oh, these issues. Covered. But we we in the you talk about roaches. Um, ain't no roaches, roaches, but, um, uh, uh, but but I say this: it's it's good to see. And the other knock I have on on Pop Warner is they made us come to way in today, so that means the kids had to miss school again today, and we're gonna miss all next week. But I digress. It's good to be here and see all these young people. It's good to be here and see beautiful experience. All, all these coaches, beautiful, beautiful experience. But here's my thing with Pop Water, right? We we know weighted football is going by the wayside. I, I I've had debates on it, and I and I saw some unlimited teams here, and I'm starting to think that I, I'm I'm falling further and further out of love with unlimited man. I saw a kid today that's that's 10 years old got to be pushing 220. <laughs> At some point, aren't we encouraging childhood obesity? <laughs> aren't we? Like I argue Are that in not? my
1: area we would have a hard time with the big sexies because everybody here is all worried about childhood obesity and we've eliminated all the linemen. I got all these slim-ass fit dudes. Where are the fat guys at? Where are the dudes that got plumber's butt? I haven't said plumber's butt one time since I lived here 20 years. (laughs) All these damn fit kids. I didn't even want
0: fat kids. I'm not saying that maybe we should just move the weight up significantly, but unlimited. Unlimited is the way it's at. It's like you're telling a kid, no, it don't matter what you eat. It don't Mm -hmm. matter what you weigh. And the long term effects of that, man. I I, I I know we're moving into an all unlimited world. Uh, there are a lot of teams here from that that from that the region, uh, my region, which I live in New Jersey now. I know there are different uh, national championships here. Uh, before we go, best experience. I know you've lived it before. Uh Fantastic the Patriots. What, what was the name of your team? Naperville Patriots. And You guys won a championship or maybe the it most at least winning this
1: program in the country ever.
0: Really? Not nine national championships. That I kind or... of made that up, but it's nine national championships. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, I, I ain't got no way to verify that. And our research it's a team, team it's, a,
1: it's a Florida team, uh, I can't remember what they're called, it's a South Florida team that, that does a lot of championships. But I will put ours, our shout out to Doug DeFusco. Um,
0: he put it together nine national championships. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, all right best best experience here and, and worst experience here, and then we're gonna get out of here because Pop Warner, when you get it, man, this is where it all begins, right? These are we're talking about these college opportunities, these large paychecks that the coaches are getting. Uh, I I, I hope that these kids get an opportunity to play for one of these highly paid, sometimes overly paid coaches. Uh, but what best experience and worst experience while you're here, and then we're gonna we're gonna let it go for the day. Uh, a coach, a roach, and a brand new approach. What do you got for experiences at Pop Warner? So I actually didn't do Pop Warner I did AYF and I did UYF. So you know they they're
1: here too. AYF I think is is in Plant City Plant right City. now. So yeah, everybody's City. in the area. Yeah. They're all in the same area. They all do the same week. There was a cool there's a kid that that played for uh the Harvey Colts and he played for the Naval Patriots. He'd have a game, boom boom boom, He was back and forth. He played for both teams. So neither one won the chip. Actually no, the Patriots might have won, but he's crazy. The dude we played for Nebraska right now, but that was that was a legend. That's one of the legend stories. Worst experience I had UIF AYF split up. They're both having a hard time fill, filling their nationals together. So they were trying to bring come one, come all. You would get down to nationals after I starved some kids, some some six-year-olds. I'm telling them they can't eat breakfast, losing nine, ten pounds so they could play. We get down there. The weigh-ins, no coaches can come in on the weigh-ins, not one person in the whole thing didn't make weight. So I don't starve these kids to death. And this kid is looking like, like me it, it uh in first, second, second, third grade. Looking like me out there, talking about they running the ball and they made the weight. But and then you start seeing people out there, the whole team got red helmets. One dude got a green helmet. You couldn't find them in helmet the whole season. Right. Dude, so don't you know what it is plays because they're just picking up teams. So that's the worst experience. That's that actually made me not go back for a long time because they're just cheating. Then we had a team that wasn't even in our league that came and won the chip. That's that's embarrassing. A team from Rockford came down, he wasn't even in the league and they came and just beat us, but they were a team. They were a junior peewee team playing Mighty might because they say, oh, right. we, I can't put a team together, but if you let me bring a couple 12-year-olds, I think I could, I could throw something together. They're like, bring them all. So I hated that. Best experience ever for youth football uh, was the way youth football ended. Eighth grade, uh, unlimited, 13U, down in Plant City. It's uh, tied 8-8. My son was playing uh, outside wide receiver. His best friend, Caden Cobb, was a quarterback. They tried to send my son on a slant, and him and him and him and Caden had been talking about, no, no, I'm gonna tap it off, and that means I'm just gonna run the go route. And so my son had, you know, built the confidence in himself, tap tap his thigh, ran the go route, caught the ball, going out of bounds, boom, national champs. Let's go. Best experience of my sport my youth. Not being a coach was even tough to, to give it that way, but my best. That's my best experience ever as a, as a for for youth football to see my son do that stuff to win the championship
0: i hope that i could live it just like you did um good to be down here good to see these young men uh today's show was all about uh the big flow show i appreciate your contributions my man too sweet homeboy uh today's show was about a coach a roach and a brand new approach uh make sure you guys like comment share tag a friend tag a foe tag anybody that you know please subscribe in the podcast world make sure you share this guys because i think there's some good content uh it's the ball hawk sports talk with sports business and entertainment collided we only do it one way rough rugged and raw catch us next week it don't matter if we on the road at the pop warner national championship super bowl we still gonna bring this content to you baby because we are committed to doing It's the ball hawk sports talk and for this particular week after you like comment and share i gotta let you know i gotta let you know we'll be back next week but for this week uh we is out Uh miss y'all i'll see y'all on the other side a coach a roach and a brand new approach keep on commenting y'all i want to see if y'all think it was a real ro- move i'll holler at y'all be good we is out Peace.